Let's head to the MCCSC, shall we? It's our monthly meeting with the doctor, Jeff Hoswald, the superintendent of MCCSC Schools. Good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Hey, I'm good, Mike. Good afternoon to you. It's exhausting here in February. Uh, hey, I, I've been listening gee, to your whiz. weather updates and oh. uh, basketball sectional and, and somebody hopping on their horse. <laughs> we don't even have a horse, but they're hopping on it. Yeah. It's, the mo- it's the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, but, but, but jokingly, uh, completely, 11 days ago, uh, you had a big decision whether you're going to let kids out of school because of some inclement weather that involved five to six inches of snow. And here I am wow. 11 days later talking about perhaps tornado warnings tonight. Well, there's never a dull moment, is there? It's crazy, and I, I can't. It's been a long time since we've done an early release. We use those very cautiously, but the forecast it was actually pretty accurate. And they said, you know, move it up, and we believe you'll get your uh, students uh, home more safely. And so, yeah, it's been a long time since we've had an early release, um, but uh, the weather has been just a roller coaster month of February. And I know you take heat for everything, but I'll, I got to give you credit for a great decision on Friday. And I know when kids were getting home at. Uh, you know, at one o'clock or two o'clock or whenever it was, and people looked outside, and it looks like it is right now. And they're like, "What? Why? What are we doing? I what know. are we doing?" And then there at were, five o'clock, that emailed me and <laughs> said, "What? What? What are you doing?" And then three hours later, they wrote back and said, "Oh, never mind. It was a good decision." I'm so, sorry. I bet that um, wasn't know. included. Yeah, I'm sorry. You can say I'm sorry. It's okay. But yeah, at five o'clock, traffic around town was ensnared everywhere. Adam Wason, yeah. who's the director of public works, called into the program live on that afternoon and just said, "Hey." I don't. Uh, we're, we're just stay away from the hilly parts of town. The snow's coming down too quickly for us to handle it, and uh, it's better to be safe than sorry because you yeah. didn't have all the buses on the road at that time, and it was bad enough. Yeah. So the hilly parts. Where are the flat parts? The, the runway is that it? That's it downtown. That's, at the that's airport is that the only place that's you it. can go? That's about it. Here, in, that's what. That's the other part of this. People forget ten thousand miles. Is that what your bus drivers cover? It, it's a lot. I can't remember the exact. It's a big number, number. but. Uh, it's a lot of a lot of routes, and we got them all home safely. And uh, so, yeah, it was a, it was a definitely a very weird way to end the week. And then, like you said, this week, uh, you know, today people have their sunscreen on. And it uh, well, it's Indiana, and you've lived here, and I've lived here long enough. That that's how we know everything's crazy. So, it, yeah. it, but it's a good crazy when things when things are happening. Right. Now, you you have a very busy week. You have a school board meeting tonight, and you have two community conversations that will be taking place on Wednesday and Thursday. Let's get everybody ready for tomorrow and Thursday, and we'll work our way back to your agenda tonight. Uh, tell me where we're going to meet. Who would you like to have show up, and what exactly is it you are going to find out? Yeah, so this is the, uh, we have community forums uh, regarding uh, um, the possible uh, Childs and Templeton merger that the Board of School Trustees is considering, um, and those meetings are 5.30 to 7 um, on Wednesday, February 28th. Uh, that meeting is at Templeton Elementary School, and on Thursday, February 29th, that meeting is at Jackson Creek Middle School um, there were some concerns shared by uh, the, the administration at Childs and some teachers um, based on space uh, in the small classrooms, so just down, uh, down the road at Jackson Creek Middle School. So both of those are board uh, work sessions, um, and they allow the, the community to come make comments, to give their thoughts and opinions and concerns and questions, and then the board will have a discussion afterwards. So uh, it's, it's the same meeting twice, basically, to allow um, – uh, more people and more locations and hopefully uh, 
give some flexibility in the calendar for uh, for community members uh, to uh, come and um, make their, give their comments on on this. This is uh, really a, a board goal. It's something they've identified as part of the strategic plan. It's uh, something the board members have been talking about for some time, and um, um, and so that is the um, that is the a priority of theirs, and so they are um, really interested in this and really interested in uh, um, in listening to the community, and, and ultimately their goal is uh, to try to create greater SES balance at our elementary schools. So, you know, who knows what the outcome will be um, uh, and if there will be any changes, but I do know that they are using these opportunities to hear uh, more comments from the community. Nothing will be determined at these meetings, correct? This is just no, an information gathering. Um, right. That's correct. The work session is not allowed for votes. And my assistant just came in and said I might have had their locations wrong. So did I? I don't think okay. so. Okay. So to be clear to the community, <laughs> on Wednesday, February 28th, the meeting is at Jackson Creek Middle School. On the 29th, it's at Templeton Elementary School. And that information is on our website. So uh, just look that up so you can... Uh, Make sure you're going to the right place the right day. My uh, my calendar had those two reversed. Um, but nonetheless, it's two opportunities. Wednesday night, Jackson Creek Middle School. Thursday night, uh, Templeton Elementary School. And again, uh, this is a prerogative of the board. So they've been having this conversation for some time, and I'm sure they'll continue to do so after these meetings. And remember, folks, these meetings are the same. You don't have to attend both of them. You can attend one or the other. You will not miss anything out if you can only make one of them. Well, it's nice to know we're using the uh, the extra day in February for something constructive. That's right. That's Taking us. advantage of the 29th, the leap year. That's right. And, 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 and kids, make sure you stretch before it's leap year. You don't want to. You don't want to pull anything with that extra day. Don't pull a muscle. Yeah. The extra, the extra day of uh, uh, February. Dr. Jeff Hoswald is our guest this evening, and February has been busy. We've talked about the weather. We ended with two big meetings here about uh, uh, talking about having a community conversation about socioeconomic, uh, what, what is SCS? What's his, Imba- uh, SES imbalance. Imbalance. There we go. And just the concept is that some of our schools have significantly higher poverty than other schools, and the goal is that, uh, research uh, has has proved uh, proven proved time and time again that uh, when you have greater SES balance, there's increased learning uh, for all students. So now I'm getting out of my lane here, and I hate when I do this, but uh, was there some talk also uh, late last year about maybe consolidating some schools and doing a a K through th- a two here and a three through six there, or was I just making all that up in my head? You know, there, there's always speculation and there's always talk. I don't believe that there's been any. Official. Uh, aside from this, maybe last year, you know, there was some rumor about this conversation, so maybe it was that. But um, the, the conversations recently have been about Childs Elementary and Templeton Elementary and creating a primary and intermediate. So, um, But, of course, you can probably hear any, uh, any, any idea or plan uh, somewhere if, if you listen. Oh, that's exactly right. And right. And that's why when I have you here, I'm hoping to clear up any misconceptions oh. or how uh, or how the uh, structure of school government works, 
how the board and you, and the superintendent, you, Dr. Jeff Hoswald, uh, the rules and regulations that you have to go by. I think that's just a um, sometimes that's a it's a big misconception. People just don't get it right. Uh, I feel bad asking you once a month about this, but it is a good refresher course. Um, the board, the board, and the in the superintendent. Tell me how your relationship works and how policy gets passed and how things start to get discussed. You mentioned here the board is very interested in SES and having these two discussions. So that's something they can do. They don't need your approval. Well, boards are responsible for approving uh, recommendation, or excuse me, are, are responsible for approving reconfigurations uh, in redistricting. Both of those require a board vote. So how we get there um, in terms of who does the study, who does the, you know, the engagement sessions, and do, does the administration make the recommendation uh, based upon uh, information they've gathered, or would the board rather embark upon that? That's more of an administrative function, um, but the board has uh, been interested in, in doing uh, more of the administrative work, um, and, so, and they have the power to do that. So generally, uh, boards are, are, are responsible for uh, hiring the superintendent, approving policies, uh, passing the budget, and setting goals. Those are the four things, and there's a real clear delineation of duties. But, of course, uh, um, as, as mentioned at a board meeting uh, in the fall, the board does have the power to uh, call back additional decision-making authority, and uh, that's sort of the relationship back and forth. But uh, the board has taken upon itself uh, to really um, – serve uh, much of the administrative role in gathering the input and making a recommendation uh, in, in some ways to themselves uh, on this decision. Dr. They have the authority to do that. The, Dr. Jeff Hoswald is the superintendent of the MCCSC, and he is with us on the fourth Tuesday of most months, and we'll get into the holidays and the ends of school and everything else. Heck, it's almost March, but uh, we kicked off February with uh, kindergarten registration and open houses. How are your numbers looking for the next generation of MCCSCers? It, it's been great. As you said, at the beginning of the month, uh, we started uh, enrollment. Um, we did uh, pre-K and kindergarten open house, and we know that is um, an opportunity for uh, uh, families to come in and visit the schools. Uh, enrollment's looking great. Uh, just earlier today, I was updated that we have 225 four-year-old preschool students already enrolled for next year. Uh, this is the expansion that came by way of the referendum, and as you know, uh, 13 out of 14 of our elementary schools will offer uh, four-year-old uh, pre-K next year. So. Uh, in, in, a, in a matter of about three weeks or so, we already have 225 students enrolled in that new program, and we're excited about that. Well, that is exciting because it is, it is new, and um, you didn't want to start it and have no one, no one show up for this. And if people are listening to us right now saying, whoa, whoa, what did I miss? What did I miss? Well, you didn't miss anything because August 1st is our deadline, correct? You must be four years of age, and uh, it is the, the, the elementary school in your district. That's correct. We are asking people to enroll now because we really don't have uh, any uh, inclination and we need to staff accordingly. So, um, you know, we, there could be some capacity issues if people enroll at the last minute because we are accredited under NACI and we do have strict um, student-teacher ratios in our preschool program. So we do ask people to register sooner than later. And as you pointed out, pre-K, four-year-old preschool, but pre-K for next year, you have to be four year old, four years old by August first um, to to qualify, and then of course for kindergarten you have to be five years old by August first. So both of those uh, 
if you if you fit in either of those categories, we encourage you to call your local school. Um, and you're right. Um, we have uh, expanded our pro- our preschool program significantly. We're offering transportation, um, and the maximum a person could pay for those who are uh, above 325 percent of the poverty line. Um, the maximum a person could pay for an entire year of pre-K is $4,000, and then it's $2,000 if you're between 225% and 325% of poverty, and anyone below 325% of poverty gets free pre-K. So um, it's exciting, but we encourage people to go online, visit the call, or visit the local school, and enroll so that we can make sure we have the capacity to serve uh, uh, your children. Yeah, and you can go back and watch the uh, Parent You meeting from the 15th as well if you'd like more information on yeah, how, that's right. That's right. how it's going to work. You can put that up at your leisure and find all of that at mccsc.edu. Right. All right, board meeting Mike, tonight. You, Mike, you've been talking a lot about Parent University. And I have. I think it's right. great. We have those, re- we have those recorded uh, information about preschool. And one of the things I was going to mention later, but this is pretty timely, on March 28th, from 6 to 7 at Bloomington High School South, we have the Parrot University College Planning 101. That's always really popular. It's for families and students of any grade. As you begin to navigate the complexities of college application, um, the process of seeking scholarships, FAFSA, all of that information. So, and as well as how to understand which uh, uh, colleges, uh, which universities might be the best fit based upon your 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 child's uh, uh, academic interests. So that's our next parent university, uh, March 28th. It's also on the website. And we will remind everybody of that once we flip the calendar. On Friday, I know everybody's got an eye on spring break, but all those parent university uh, meetings or, or, or demonstrations or whatever they are, they are all at the website. You can go back. They are archived. It's a library. It's a resource. So any one of those you'd miss, or if you're hearing about this for the first time, you can go check that out. Heck, watch it on the beach when spring break happens. That sounds exciting. That's what I'm, you know, I hadn't thought about that. I might do that myself. <laughs> Just make sure you don't get any sand in your device. That's the, uh, that's the key to life, isn't, isn't it? Well, one week from Friday when we dismiss on March 8th, that will be the spring break beginning weekend, and we'll be out 11, 12, 13, 14, and 15. We'll come back on St. Patrick's Day and start school then the Monday after on the 18th. Everybody looking forward to the break. But before we get to that break, You've got a board meeting tonight. You've got an executive session as well. Tell me what's on the agenda this evening. Uh, yeah, so tonight we are, just a few things I'll highlight. Um, we're doing a presentation on a potential social media litigation. Um, we entered into uh, MCCSC. It was one of the first districts to enter into uh, national legislation against Juul, a J-U-U-L. That's the smokeless tobacco. Um, there's no cost to the district, and then with the settlement, we receive funds to address uh, uh, health issues in our school district. And so um, there are some uh, legal experts that are going to come and present on uh, social media litigation that is that is developing. And the board, uh, in the next uh, month or two, is going to have to make going to have to make a decision as to whether or not they uh, are interested in joining that litigation. Again, there's no cost to the district, um, but that is a presentation we're going to hear tonight. Under old business, um, we have uh, um, some policies updated uh, based on state guidance for use of medication, and then we've updated our some of our, we've added two new anti-racism state uh, policies, 4518 and 3518, and those are uh, parallel policies to our student policy, and they're really written and designed in a way to provide support and information and expectations to our teachers and our classified staff. Um, the 3000s and 4000s, one of them is for our certified staff. 
one to our classified staff. So those have been adopted based upon some community input, community meetings, and student meetings. Um, and so we're excited to really uh, kind of expand our work um, and, and, and this anti-racism uh, update. Uh, really, these updates really kind of move us towards also uh, increased education. Uh, policy is only as good as the educational components that, that support it. Um, also, we're approving early literacy achievement grant. That's some state funds that allow uh, early literacy um, grant dollars to be given to our teachers that are working tirelessly to improve uh, literacy uh, rates and, and, and reading levels in our, in our primary age students. Um, we have, of course, fully adopted the science of reading curriculum, but uh, this is an opportunity uh, from state funds to recognize the teachers that are really doing just, just impossible work, and that is uh, really uh, accelerating learning for all students and making sure that our students are on level um, in terms of reading and, and, of course, other subject area standards, um, and that's an important recognition. Also, uh, the board has put a resolution on to um, to begin the study of attendance zones uh, reconfiguration, and that really um, kind of gets at uh, doing a broader study um, on whether the board would like to consider redistricting, and that's uh, based on a lot of feedback that came from previous uh, public comments and previous board meetings where some said, hey, instead of the merger, uh, why don't you consider comprehensive uh, uh, school district re school uh, boundary redistricting? Others said, why don't you do both? And so uh, the board president has uh, placed uh, that uh, recommendation um, to begin a study of comprehensive uh, school zone redistricting um, on the board tonight. And then another, there's a lot of things on the agenda. You're busy. Uh, and then we also have consideration of a board bylaw that's brought by a couple board members at the request of Paul Farmer, he's the president of the Monroe County Education Association, and that is to solidify into the bylaws uh, the support for our teachers' union and the respect for discussion and basically uh, kind of a conversation about not making unilateral changes without teacher input. Um, administration already does that discussion, but this is a little bit of a broader uh, conversation um, in terms of uh, how this affects the board and the entire school uh, district, um, and the board has placed that on the agenda for a conversation tonight. Last thing on the agenda is we continue with each board meeting to do district updates, and tonight uh, with our board goals and priorities of our strategic plan, we're going to do an update date on our communication goal, and that's going to be a lot of information about all the different ways we're communicating, the translation services that exist, how we're reaching people on social media, going to be a really informative uh, presentation. And if you don't watch the meeting tonight, the YouTube uh, um, pre uh, recording is, is available for viewing after the meeting, and the um, all of our strategic plan presentations and the PowerPoints are available after the meeting as well. Can't miss it. No excuse for not getting involved if you don't want to get involved. It's, uh, it's That's not, right. not like That's the right. old days where you're like, oh, I couldn't make it over there. Now, I, well, I can just, nope, now you can go back. And that's the positive part, I guess, that we learned out of the pandemic. We can record everything and bring everybody in virtually. And and yeah. uh, that's the good news. All right, two things before we, we wrap up, and I will be quick, I promise. The state legislature, anything up there concerning you or the district that we need to keep our eyes on as they, they keep working up there? Well, we still continue to have concerns for the required retention bill. So that's a third graders? Yeah, the third grade retention bill. Yeah. Our, our approach is that we've already um, implemented, uh, you've requested, and we've been working hard to implement the uh, science of reading standards, which should show uh, increases and 
um, we really believe that um, that is something that uh, really needs to be paused. Um, we support remediation and providing additional support, um, but we're really watching that. Of course, we watch anything that has fiscal tax impacts. Um, we, we have concerns for the ongoing conversations about funding homeschool students with no accountability. Again, it all goes back to watching legislation, and if we're going to provide money to non-public schools, we want the same transparency, the same uh, fiscal accountability, um, and the same rules. That's it. Same rules. But we live in a universe right now where um, we provide uh, a lot of oversight um, for many of our uh, K-12 public uh, non-charter schools. Um, and then, you know, there's conversations about homeschool funding from the treasurer with no accountability. So we're really watching all of those things as well as anything that has a fiscal impact uh, on the district. And finally, 100 Cooks Who Care I know that was a big, big fundraiser last weekend. The numbers they put up was tremendous, and have that money to go back to the, the foundation is great, isn't it? Yeah, it's a fantastic event. I know I was with an administrative team. I wanted to do the same thing, but this year I did cauliflower mac and cheese. So, you know, you, you, you basically boil about three heads of cauliflower. You pre puree it. You use that kind of as the cream. makes it a little bit healthier, but it still does have cheese in it. So, you know, I feel like the secret ingredient to mac and cheese is red peppers. So oh, I like that was that. my dish, um, and it was a fun event, and we really appreciate uh, uh, Old National Bank and all the people that put that on. And this year, um, I know the total continues to increase, but, uh, you know, close to $300,000 raised. That was split between uh, three uh, nonprofit organizations, including the Monroe County Community Fo- School Community Foundation, and you know we'll put that money to good use. So um, it was a great event. I know uh, my family always enjoys attending, and I always enjoy cooking. And 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 uh, um, it's just an impressive amount of money to raise for students and and children in this community. Boys and Girls Clubs, another example, just people doing great work in this community. So it's a great event, and just proud to be part of it. Excellent. I wanted to make sure we got those results out there for everybody to hear about yeah. after the busy, busy weekend and how that money uh, impacts boys and girls clubs, big brothers, big sisters, and the Community Foundation of the MCCSC. All right, buddy, let's get ready for the meeting time tonight. Everybody's going to join you. The CoLab 553 East Miller Drive. What time do uh, the doors open tonight? Uh, well, they open uh Probably an hour early. I'm not really sure, but it uh, starts <laughs> at 6 p.m., and there's usually not people there that early. So, um, But nonetheless, uh, uh, the event, the, the, the board meeting starts at 6 p.m. Uh, they're over there on East Miller Drive. Excellent. And uh, have a great spring break. I know it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's good like, uh, what have we got, one? That's it. Am I losing track? Two one weeks. week? The rest of this week and next week. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, today's uh, Tuesday. So, yeah, we're getting there. Are you uh, heading out of town for spring break? I, I hope I come back with a little sand in my device. Yes. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. So. You're the hey, best. I appreciate all you do. Yeah. And your listeners are great. And uh, I hope everyone stays safe tonight and, and do continue to listen to uh, to, to Mike and, and, and really uh, tune in and, and stay safe. Thank you, buddy. I really appreciate your time. We will talk to you. I hope you get a great spring break. Have a great meeting tonight, and we will talk to you after St. Patrick's Day. I appreciate that. Thanks, Mike.